السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Good evening خيانات مويني and a hearty welcome to the Shahida Kali show So of course tonight we again continue with our series that looks at justice, fairness you know, mercy, forgiveness, love, appreciation. At this time, we will t- be talking about and focus on gender injustices or gender justice, gender violence, the consequences thereof, etc. And we will be speaking about it over two programs. So in the studio with me is Patrick Godana, who is in a position as Menke Government and Media Manager, and he is with the organization called Gender Justice. Patrick, good evening and welcome to the program. Good evening to you and thanks for having me. Good evening to the listeners, wherever they are. I appreciate that you will come in at this time because this is supposed to be family time. So a special thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much. So Patrick, I think we'll, we'd like to start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about the organization called Gender Justice. Thank you. The organization, by the way, is called Songke. Okay. Gender justice. Mm-hmm. The name Songke is a Nguni term meaning together. Okay. Alma. All those who believe in gender justice, in the framework of human rights, we are together mm-hmm. for this journey towards gender justice. So Songke Gender Justice was established in Cape Town in the year 2006 and I remember at the time the Premier was um, Premier Rasul, mm-hmm. the first ever Premier of the Western Cape. At a point in time we were called by the provincial government to come up with a series of calendar for 16 days of no violence against women and it was the path of our first ever campaign the one that says one man can the history around song gender justice it was designed as an organization that will engage men and boys in relation to women mm-hmm. so as to bring about a healthy society, an equitable society, a society where all citizens are seen as human beings and less of human beings. Mm-hmm. It is in line with the vision of the country and the aspiration and the dream of our own country, yeah. a non-sexist democratic South Africa. And we want to say, we want to make sure that we make a healthy society. That's wonderful. So, so just a question, please, Patrick. When you're saying, you know, you're particularly, and, I, and really I like this one man can, that is yes. just amazing. And one almost wants to, one almost hears the man in that line, one man can, as non-gendered. So that one man can could be a woman or a man. Uh, let, let, me, let me qualify this once more or explain it further. Mm-hmm. I said initially, our niche was to reach out to men. To men, yes. And boys. Mm-hmm. That was the initial phase of, of Songke. Yeah. And since then we evolved. Mm-hmm. We've just celebrated our 10th year anniversary as an organization. 
But the truth of the matter is, you are right. Songke is made up of men and women who love gender justice mm -hmm. and who strive for gender justice. The idea back in the days, because remember, men see the issue of gender as a woman's thing and a woman's prerogative. Mm -hmm. But also, men are absent in the field of sexual and reproductive health and rights. And that on its own, we needed to have a strategy. How do we reach out to men? And by the way, the formation of um, the campaign One Man Can, it came just after the two major conferences in the, can in the globe that were looking at the plight of women. You will remember the conference in 1996 in, Ghana, in Accra, Ghana, the conference in the same, same year in Beijing, mm -hmm. looking at the plight of women across the globe. Yes. But we sat down as men and, and young men to say, what is it that we can do in response of that conference in terms of making sure that the emancipation of, our, of women in our country is being realized? And this campaign came to the fore. And it was the birth of this campaign. And so, and, and thank you so much for that, Patrick. We spoke a little bit about what the organization is all about. I want to continue that conversation. But you know what? I'm almost starting to think, oh, no, we shouldn't <laughs> only have two weeks. We should at least have four weeks with sure. you. I mean, you know, because you spoke so much about your own experience. And that informs, I think that would be so similar or a shared experience with many men because my of my questions I'd like to ask is how many men really are involved in gender justice and, and ensuring that gender justice prevails. Let's come back to sure. when you're looking at Sonke Gender Justice and you're looking at your um, slogan of one man can, do we look at an organization that is mainly um, run by and their membership will hold mostly men and the boy child? Well, um, I, as I've said initially, that um, when we started the organization, the organization was um, around um, equality. But our niche was to focus on men and boys in relation to women. And in those spaces where we were doing engagement with men and boys, there was the presence of women. Mm -hmm. But as the time evolved, we then said ourselves to ourselves, we are looking for a democratic, non-sexist country. Yes. And uh, we are now uh, having a different discourse altogether. Mm -hmm. And our workshop training spaces are more women than men. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are having in our ranks a number of men that are actually subscribing to the, the ideals of Songke. But also, if I, one speaks about the composition of the organization at a certain point in time, 10 yes. years down the line, 60% um, to 65% of our own staff at Songe are women. Okay. Remember Songe is having an office space in Cape Town, Johannesburg, and in Pushback Ridge. Mm -hmm. And uh, very soon we'll be opening an office in the Eastern Cape. That's what I'm actually <clears throat> navigating in the Eastern Cape. Yes. But we've got huge presence of uh, the many <coughs> song community action teams in the Eastern Cape as we speak. Mm -hmm. um, because we, we, we believe that for us to be able to have legitimacy, 
communities are important. Yeah. And our own membership base must come from the communities. Yeah. Our constituency is the community. So, so I just want to go back to that. Sure. Now, when there are, of course, thousands of men listening at the moment and, you know, <coughs> boy children and even adolescent and young adult Smart. boys, I'd like to ask you about your personal journey, if, if I may, if you allow me to. So, so the question I'd like to ask is, Patrick, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and you are yourself actually still a young man, would, were you kind of finding yourself in a gender justice mindset, perhaps? Bec and, and I'll tell you why I'm asking the question. Sure. Because I think your journey and your involvement could be such an inspiration to a young man who's listening at the moment who might not even think he can ever be and feel differently and look differently upon certain aspects. Here you are, you know, one of the people standing up for gender justice. Let's just hear where you came from. Th thank you for the question. You know, um, I dare not to speak about my personal journey in this um, work that I'm doing. Yeah. And in fact, I always perceive it as a second phase of my struggle. Mm -hmm. um, I'm no angel. I'm born in the dusty street of Port Elizabeth, New Brighton to be precise. I, I take the other comments as a compliment. Um, uh, many years ago, you know, because in 1982, I left the country. Lesotho, then ultimately to Ndola in Zambia. Mm -hmm. Trained as a military <coughs> member from Condorcet. But uh, upon my coming back in the country mid-80s, um, 1985, to be precise, in June, I, we, were, we were shot at and we were ultimately arrested, you know, and uh, charged for serious... Um, crime prison trial and we were sent to maximum prison mm -hmm. but we had all the hope of a free and a just South Africa but uh, that on its own you know my my very background was never a a fair one mm -hmm. hence I participated in issues of ending apartheid system at my early age tender age yeah. 16 and a half, you know, when I left the country. And again, uh, if I look back in those early years of my life at the home front, yes, you know, I, I, I always loved my father, loved my mother. But uh, the scars that I'm having, yeah. thanks to the work that I'm doing, thanks to the field of study that I've actually embarked upon, mm -hmm. So as to begin to enjoy the fullness of life, you know, um, I always say, you know, uh, many a times I've seen my dad beating up my mother, mm -hmm. but I've seldom seen, I've never, seldom is another statement, I've never seen him kissing her in front of us. Yeah, and that on its own has left me with narrow of understanding of what it is to be a man mm -hmm. and what it is to be a loving husband to your partner. Yeah, you know. But thanks, you know, to this profound feminist theologian whom I came across with at UWC. After incarceration, I went to the University of the Western Cape in 1991, you know, studied theology there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember on my fourth year level we were doing, my focus was on sexism in the church. 
yeah. and it helped me, you know. And that kind of encounter with this feminist theologian, it helped me to understand what it is, I mean, to begin to re redefine what it is to be a man. Yes. And how do I begin to relate to my own immediate sisters? How do I begin to relate to my immediate colleagues who are women? Mm -hmm. How do I begin to see to other mothers in the society? You know? And that on its own has helped me to recollect my broken pieces and begin to enjoy the fullness of life. And hence I'm saying to you, the work that I'm doing is the second phase of my struggle. Mm -hmm. 1994, we patiently, all of us as South African, stood in long shoes. One goal, to vote for a democratic, non-sexist country, mm -hmm. and a non-violent country to, for that matter. That on its own, we got the, the power for election, that they're done and dusted. But when we look back, women in our country are not free. Free at the hands of men. And I'm going to qualify what I'm saying. Free at the hands of men. Mm -hmm. We are not free, all of us, at the hands of men. I'm going to give you a simple case study. We have experienced load shedding across yes. the country, even in the, in, in the Western Cape. When we walk the streets of Cape Town, even at this hour, mm -hmm. with their lights, and there's a woman walking behind you. You are less threatened. But when there's a man walking behind you, you start thinking twice, mm -hmm. getting scared at the mail. Same applies to me as a man. When I walk the main, the main road, yes. and there's a woman behind, I, behind me, I just get relaxed. Yes. Nothing's going to happen. But when there's a man coming behind me, I start getting what's going to happen, position myself. Yeah. What does that mean to all of us? It means that we're not safe. At whose hands? At the hands of men. Mm -hmm. Men think about their own safety only when they land in prison. So therefore that suggests that women are not free in the outside walls of correctional centers, in their own household. Yeah. They are imprisoned, you know. So who's holding those keys to their freedom is men. So for me, this kind of journey mm -hmm. has been that kind of a journey to say, I cannot relax up until the dreams that our mothers, the foremothers before us, the forefathers before us, who had a dream for a non-racial, non-sexist, non-violent South Africa, is being realized. So I'm, that's why I'm here. I spend my quality time of my family with the rest of South Africans, rest of Africans, rest yes. with the people of, of the world, because mm -hmm. I do this work across the globe. Passion as, as am I in ensuring that gender justice is being realized by everyone and is being enjoyed in our lifetime. And, and I think, wow, you know, one needs to commend the intention that you have. And I'm thinking of if we, we uh, you know, placing it within religious milieu and understanding, then, you know, we will understand that with all the religions coming from God, God would have made it, you know, incumbent upon himself to be just to all creation Absolutely. and that that we as human beings are not allowed to be um, unjust towards each other. But I'd want to come back to what is very interesting. And I mean, our discussion is to encourage people and ourselves to think about what is our responsibility and how do we understand gender justice and i'd like to i'd like to get to that question for now i just want to ask you 
very often a person um, and it could be a man or a woman sure. when dis when spoken about gender injustices um, you know abuse etc then then a person could uh, will very often say I'm only one person so what can I do to change the world and therefore you know it's kind of like let me not it's uh, what's the worth I'm not even going to try and and then Sonke comes up with one man can please explain uh, absolutely that's that was the kind of a living hope that was the kind of a challenge to every person in South Africa and beyond the shores of, of South Africa to say don't say you are, you are alone on your own you can make a difference but the truth of the matter is we have re we know that in the streets where we reside you know when I'm cleaning my own house as a man because patriarch demands of me not to clean my house mm -hmm. I make sure that I lock the gate close the curtains or the blinds so that my neighbor does not see me and my very neighbor is doing the same thing mm -hmm. you know and we're saying you know what come out because there's more goodness in us as men let's come out you know and begin to express the fullness of life yeah. and begin to express the humanity in us as men you know because we are human before we, we are being seen as men so for me yeah. that's very very important that you know uh, as men and as human beings we can do more but that kind of a journey begins with the one person when mm -hmm. you count you start from one yes then you add one for one plus one is two mm -hmm. and it becomes the multitude ultimately yeah. because you started somewhere so I'm saying for those of us who are hopeless against this situation in your own you can make a difference you know we've got pockets and pockets of um, community action teams mm -hmm. and those community action teams starts from the number six number seven of people who are actually sharing the same common ideas yes. around gender justice to so say you know what what is it that we can do in our own community mm -hmm. be it a policing forum be it a school governing body be it a healthcare um, a, a clinic committee where we reside what is it that we can do to ensure that the lenses of gender yes. are actually being realized in that space okay so for us more than moaning and complaining let us act mm -hmm. and do something one man can it's about compelling individuals regardless of their agenda to come forward and be counted and that on its own becomes a ripple effect like the waters of, of, of the sea changing and making this powerful change in the country. I think it's wonderful and I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of one man can and you're thinking of there is one father in the house and that is one man there is one mother in this house Absolutely. and it's one woman and this is where change starts. Absolutely. So and really really this is such a lovely conversation that I'm enjoying myself thoroughly. Um, Patrick understanding the terms gender justice Absolutely. what do we understand well, what are you saying well the the the, the term is self-explanatory but let's take mm. the trouble to that everyone um, understand what we're talking yeah, about yeah like in the lived sense what is it well it, it, we're talking about a study where everyone is on the equal wavelength in the fullness of the, the terms we're talking about um, human beings living in unison but equal to one another that's the kind of study that we're talking about remember gender is a social construct mm -hmm. you know um, you know that uh, men are expected to be doing this but we're saying 
get out of that kind of social construct. Live your life to the fullest as a human being, mm -hmm. right? And uh, begin to see the opposite of what the society expects of you as a man. Because as currently, you are being viewed in the lenses of the society. That in your own as a woman, what uh, we are defined as what society expects of you as a woman. Then you're being boxed. And that on its own is not fair and it's not correct. It puts more pressure on us as men. It puts more pressure on women in a very, very large uh, scale. Because especially in the, in the era of um, HIV and AIDS, in the context of gender-based violence, you know, the, 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 that's why men are not coming out for HIV tests, simple thing, you know. That, that's why men are not actually even present in primary healthcare settings because they see that as being less of a man because society expects of men to be strong, mm -hmm. machismo, macho men, strong men. And, and, and that's why I said initially, before I'm being seen as a man, I'm a human being. Mm -hmm. So when I get to the space, I am actually presenting this human being that is called Patrick that is not well. And for me, that's very, very important. But also, these uh, social norms and uh, uh, gender norms that are prescribed, uh, uh, defines who we are as men, are very detrimental to us. Because once I, I am seen as this man, I, it definitely means that I'm the one who decides um, at home, what to be eaten today? It is me who decide when to have sex and how to have sex and where to have sex. You know, and as a lesser being, you've got no say in that. So the notion of equality is not there, and that's why you, we see large scale of women in Africa and across the globe living with the virus HIV. Mm -hmm. That's why we see so many people in marriage life being infected with the virus HIV simply because they are being seen as one of the objects in the family, one of the assets in the family, but not see, being seen as equal partners. Mm -hmm. So the issue around gender justice is to bring together all these genders together, but live in unison and in harmony to one another. Central to gender justice is equality. Mm -hmm. Because I need to see you before I look at you as a woman, I must first recognize the fact that you are a full human being. Then the rest follows. Mm -hmm. So, so what you're saying is that, and and important in that process would be I need to respect and regard and appreciate, Absolutely. and then we know. So, how do we live together? in with a sense of justice absolutely absolutely and the absence of gender justice is gender injustice mm -hmm. and unfortunately why we are in this quagmire is the whole history of patriarchy mm -hmm. and the patriarchal system you will remember if you look at, at the term patriarchy the hebrew term derived from the term called manash a male dominated society mm -hmm. <clears throat> where may, men are dominating and th and that's why if you look at my own background in terms of my own religion christianity most pieces of scripture they promote men 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 what we hear about women less good sort about them and they are in fact non-existent so so, so, that, that, so may uh, i just uh, ask you sure. because this is very very interesting from the point of view of if you 
are you are now wanting gender justice sure. to prevail absolutely and now but you're speaking to people who are christian and muslim and hindu and hindu and uh, jewish religion. and uh, yes and so there is a religion or there is a culture but and much of that is held with patriarchy how does one in your pursuing of gender justice um, help to shift the attitude because that's where we want one has to on a thinking level before you even get to spreading the word and doing the the the, the actions etc they need to be a, a shift in <coughs> attitude every religion strives for is for social justice mm -hmm. which is equal to gender justice which is equal to equality Every religion at the center, at the heart of every religion, is that. And I'm glad that we are bringing this, but as long as we're using the spectrum of change, mm -hmm. the journey of change begins at an individual level. And once you start that engaging that individual, and 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 and, and a very very very, I'm good that we, I'm glad that you're making this uh, example about us religious persons. At the religious level, who are the gatekeepers? The imams. In the mosque, the, the fathers in the church, the chiefs in the traditional African religion, those are the gatekeepers. But once you begin to engage those, you begin to see that at the center, at the heart of this religion, is social justice. Muhammad speaks about social justice. Jesus speaks about social justice. All this is about social justice. And, and, and for me, at an individual level, you then move to community at large, right? Because once the community and a group of people in that particular community are knowledgeable, you will find shift in terms of their own behavior, right? It's very, very important. And once, they once you begin to see that kind of shift in their own behavior and doing of things, then there's increased knowledge unto them. It makes them to begin to do things differently. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a very sim simple example in the field of HIV. People way back, they didn't see the issue of knowing this, their status as important. But today, because people that the best way to know and to defeat HIV and AIDS is to know your status. Everyone, once they get increased information and all these demystified myths around HIV, they begin to say, I want to test and know my status. Mm -hmm. And once they begin to know their status, they move forward, right? And in that, and in that because one thing that is important is that knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Once you have that knowledge, you are having the power and a will to say, I want to change my own immediate behavior. And so on that, I just want to, to, to touch on that, sure. you know, and come in there. What, what you're really describing is accountability to the self, self first. And I just want to read to you some messages that sure. we've received because I think, you know, it's, it's really conversations that I'd, I'd like to include it in the little sure. time that we have left over. So the first message has been, um, and, and it greets you. Hello, Patrick. Thank you for honoring us women and human beings in the true sense of the word. Real insight into life and how we should interact as human beings. God bless. We salute you. And then it goes on to say, but I like the fact that you're balancing it out in all fairness. Yes, God is created us with a brain and it enables us to make choices. I think the next um, message that had come through 
is, uh, this is the one that I'd like to read. It says, does gendered injustice in a Muslim marriage also go back to the male upbringing in a family or a repetition of how parents treated each other? And what a beautiful example. I mean, you have actually described your own example. But please, let's just speak about when there's been an upbringing does it, you know, what do we now do? What's our responsibility now? I've grown up in a house where perhaps there's been gender injustice. How do I now, um, you know, look at my own behavior? First, let me give you that 10 minutes. Um, I'll rearrange things. Oh, oh thank you so, so much. You, 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 you see, this, this is a very important question. Uh, socialization at times uh, drives us to be who we are ultimately mm -hmm. so le the learned experience Absolutely. i watched my father and therefore i think uh, this is how it needs to be done the, the likelihood is that i emulate my father okay right yeah uh, the whole notion of absent fathers on this current day and age in south africa is the reflection of the non-existent and the absence of fathers in our own lives due to migrant labor system and other forms of injustices in our own society very very important so let me just say this one the the fact that you are exposed to gender violence to all forms of violence including domestic violence the likelihood and i'm not saying in every aspect in every instance it mm -hmm. would tend to be that, but the likelihood is that you will tend to be like that mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is if you happen to meet a kind of shift you know on how you do things on how you engage then that on its own presents an opportunity of a paradigm shift you do things differently i've given you as a stranger my own journey of life i've spoken about the what we sometimes call it's confidential for me it's who am i it's where I'm coming from. It's opening the blinds so that the world can see, can see your sense of justice. Absolutely. And for me, that on its own is that such situations are not the, 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 the end on its own. But the truth of the matter is that kind of understanding can be changed. And that's why we are exactly using every opportunity that presents itself to us as song to engage our people and i think it comes back to like you you know explained so a person has grown up in a family where there was gender injustice where you know parents you know the the especially the male um has treated dad has treated mom very badly and so on but you you know i also feel when you take on and again one come one gets to one man can so that one man that one person at some stage of your life you're going to have to sit down and think about your own life and think about how you define yourself and the conversations or who are you going to and i'm just thinking about parents who are always saying to children choose the friends you have you know you need to choose better friends because therefore you know they're going to impact on you positively but you know do we as parents sometimes stop and say do i think about who i am and what i'm doing and how i conduct my life how accountable am i to myself as you know heads of these of this family you 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 know what i normally say to many parents in our country, outside our country, and across the globe, children hear less of what we say.
they see more of what we do. Absolutely. That's the message I want to respond to that scenario. Yes. So for me, I'm saying we can do more as parents, but modeling a positive behavior is for me very fundamental. Yeah. That on its own will leave lasting memories, you know, of what it is to be a parent. And again, I, I want to say to you, I, maybe in our own human terms, I, we see each other as heads of the family. I'm the member of the family. Because when I'm a member of the family, I don't want to be seen as the head of the family. Because this notion of being head of the family, you know, it's, it's really, really uh, detrimental to us as men. When you are the head of the family, everything is upon you to decide. When there is no bread, you must make sure that you make the bread available. In a country where there are high levels of unemployment, you are putting this unnecessary pressure on men to say men are the providers, men are the heads of the family. I see myself as the member of the family. And as the member of the family, every individual in my family matters. If we were to discuss the monthly budget, my kids must understand that mom and dad are providing money in the family. Hence, I refuse to be called as a provider because you are working as my partner. You are bringing also provision in the family. Mm -hmm. We sit down and begin to say, you know what, in this month, difficult for us, we will survive, you know, by grace. And unto that, every member sees that if my son, my daughter wants to have uh, Nike takeys or what Adidas, then it says that but the budget does not allow as a member of the family. But once you are putting this unnecessary tag to me that I'm the head of the family, even if I don't have substance in my big head, because most of us sometimes we want to have this uh, tag of being seen as the head. In other communities, on say less, his boss, you know, that on its own, it's coming from the patriarchal notion that men should be at, on top all the time. Men must decide. For me, I want us to decide as the family so that I don't have headache ultimately because most heads of the family are presenting headaches in their own families. Mm -hmm. So for me, I see myself as the member of the family and in that, I want to make sure that I devolve issues of power Everyone in a house must see that is having a role to play. Everyone is important. Everyone has a power in our own family. We can never be complete without our own children. I can never be complete without my partner. That is very, very important. Mm -hmm. But that's a, 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 a journey that needs to be lived, demonstrated wholeheartedly, and in all fairness, demonstrate it. So, so, so I think, and what you're alluding to is it needs to play itself out in the lived experience of every person absolutely. in the family. It's a very interesting conversation to have um, against the background of, for example, um, Islam says, and I think, you know, there is the understanding of even the, the Christianity that says the man is supposed to be the provider of his family. But then you also see the evolvement of society and you also see how men and women have to go to work and men and women have to take care of uh, families etc etc so so families can look very different to Absolutely. be the, the perfect yes, idea yeah. of how it looked you know and but I want to come back to but, but just before you you, you you move out of that one and that that on its own it it takes away the caring and the care aspect from us as men and we see the issue of care work and care, care aspect as the element of women. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've got a heart, I've got feelings, caring is upon me. 
and I don't have to import my sisters when you as my partner, you are not well. I must take care of you mm. as you will take care of me. So that on its own for me, it's very, very important. And this is what we want every person in every society to say, this is the kind of a new fever that we want to present and spread throughout so that this change can benefit all of us. You and know, there's so more inequality than inequality. So, so I just want to ask you, power. Yes. Would you say that the need to have power would be a huge barrier to gender um, justice? You know, if the need for power and and I'm, and if you look at the world, then if you're looking at the leaders of the world, for example, the governments of the world, for example, then the, then you see that this is how it appears to us as laypersons that there is such a need for power. How does power relate to gender justice? If you're wanting gender justice, do you also have to go and push for, I need to be in a position of power? You know, that absolute power corrupts. It creates all the demagogues that we're seeing in our own society at this point in time. The whole dream of a democratic South Africa is gone, long gone, because of power. So for me, we need to share power, you know. Um, all of us, we need power, but this power needs to be shared equally amongst each other. And what do I mean, simply mean by that? You know, I must recognize that in a relationship, if I'm relating to my partner Togo, by the way, my partner is Togo, if I'm relating to Togo, how do I relate to her? It's important. It's the same fashion that I would want her to respect me. That's the same respect I give to her. Mm -hmm. And in that, and I'm consciously saying, and doing it so that my children, 24-year-old and 10-year-old, begin to see how do we relate to one another as, as, as a family. So that when they go out of those walls that we live in called home, they can demonstrate the same respect, the same love to their own peers in their own uh, relationships as well, ultimately. And this world can be a better place to be. Mm -hmm. And for me, uh, that, that's the fundamental uh, uh, drive of Songke in ensuring that we're presenting this um, uh, fair and a just society. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back to uh, what we're talking about around starting from individual to, to, to broader community. Yes. And once the communities are knowledgeable of their own rights, of their own power, because knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. But if you equip society with knowledge, we are giving them power. All of us in the peninsula, we are inundated by levels of crime, levels of violence. But what can we do as society? Come together as a neighborhood watch that is non-violent, but addressing issues of criminality in our own spaces. And that we can do. Make sure that we work very close with the police services and police are doing their own jobs correctly. That's the notion. And I'm saying, I'm giving you a typical example. Issue here yeah, that is injustice that confronts us 
is the issue of crime and uh, violence in our own communities. And I'm saying, when we are together as a society, we say we are going to do, we are going to watch our own neighborhood, make sure who comes in, who brings what in our own community. We work very close with the police without being violent. We're not going to arrest them, but we call the police to do the arrest, but monitor who comes in and out. That we can do. Mm -hmm. I've seen a number of communities doing that. Same yes. applies to our own defunct schools, mm -hmm. but you're in our own townships, you know. Why are we not participating as intellectuals? Why not participate as, as professionals in those schools where we are actually attending at primary level to say, I'm here to pay back. Make sure that the school governing body is strengthened so that the governance of our own schools is better. Because once we have a better governance in our own school, the better for us. Mm -hmm. It starts from an individual right to community and that on its own we can bring that change mm -hmm. that we want to see in our own society Mahatma Gandhi says once said if you want to see the change be that change you wish to see in the, see in the world. And I, I just, I, I want to come back to, and thank you so much for that, Patrick. I want to come back to, on a, on, on a, on a, probably, and I, and I have only four minutes left over for this discussion, on almost a more simplistic level sure. that I often see. Now, the one man can, Schmack. so one family can. One person, one family. Right. So, very, very often, the shift has to, in, in my mind, the shift has to come within that one person, within that one family. Sure. How we socialize Absolutely. our girls and our boys, you know, you have a function, all the hard work is done by the ladies, when all the cooking is done, who does all the washing up, and the men just sit there, and then they say, I'd like to have two sugars in my tea, please. And you can't. <laughs> really now but it comes from our brothers our fathers our brothers and now it's spilling over onto our sons when are we going to stop the injustice that you see happening in your home even on that level of respect and regard like you said we've put ourselves in boxes and we continue with the socialization and it has that patriarchal spin on it absolutely you know the 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 gender norms um, are being actually socialized and being actually educated over a period of time to all of us. We've been told act like a like a man, act like a woman. You know that on its own is boxing you. You know, and so that you can fit into this man's world, to this patriarchal society. And for me, uh, I'm saying the journey and the work of song is about gender norms transformation. If we can speak to the leaders of the powerful spaces of socialization to begin to understand the essence of their own entity in society. I've said it's about social justice, where there is no injustice, even including gender, gender injustice. Mm -hmm. If you work with those spaces, very, very important. And I'm fresh from the conference of the Methodist women in Southern Africa, they were coming from South Africa, Botswana, Mozambique, eh, Namibia, in East London. I was one of the speakers there. And I said, I know that we are called women of faith, but we, you must be women of faith with action. If a sister comes to you at a prayer session, presenting with a blue eye, it's good to pray, 
but address that blue eye mm -hmm. as to where is it coming from yeah. so that it does not resurface again mm -hmm. because we need to cut the cycle of violence as it comes to us. That for me, it's very, very important to be a sister's keeper and to be a brother's keeper in all forms. I don't have to entertain derogatory jokes made about our sisters and our partners by other men. I must stand up and hold that friend of mine accountable. Mm -hmm. For me, time demands of that, that we begin to hold each other accountable. And I think on that note, you know, we have one minute left over in which we're going to conclude this program. Mm. I think it's the thought that one wants to leave this discussion. There are more SMSs sure. that come through. My next program is called VOC SOS Helpline, and I can address the the, the messages that had come through. Sure. And I think, you know, it's, it's wonderful messages what one... What we strive, what Sonke Gender Justice Smart. is striving to do is looking at that gender norms transformation, thinking transformation, attitude, you know, paradigm shifts. And I see this Smart. in the messages Smart. coming through. So it's really, really great. So Patrick Godana, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great to speak with you this evening. Pleasure is mine. And I want to conclude by saying no one is born violent. Violence is a learned behavior. And if it's a learned behavior, we can unlearn and come up with the other behavior. Absolutely. Thank you. I thank you so much and all the best. So we'll chat again next week. Afwan, you're welcome. Inshallah. So, of course, that concludes this part of the program. I've been speaking to Patrick Godana, who is in the position of Menke Government and Media Management and is in the... Uh, also represents the organization Sonke Gender Justice.